I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at NFL on Twitter, and of course follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by Meow Buddy. <laughs> Meow Pa! It's Ryan J. Peacock. What's going on? <laughs> I actually thought Skype had gone dead then and dropped you out, buddy, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> no, it's been a good weekend. It's been my birthday this week, so I am now... 32 oh so uh yeah getting to the end of my playing days but uh you know maybe there's a bit left in me yet would you say you'd be an old fart or uh no no i would not okay yeah so what did you do come on because after 30 actually after 21 no one really cares but after 30 it gets even worse so what you do that is a that is a fair point like it used to be exciting every year you had your birthday didn't it mm. and then it's like you say 18 is pretty good and then you realize you need to be 21 so then 21 is pretty good and then your next one after that's 30 and you go well hang on this has gone a bit quick yeah so yeah but you're right now in between the 10s no one gives a shit do they no yeah because i had mine recently enough as well and i think that weekend i got new tires for my car so and i mean i'm not talking i got gifted new tires no i spent the money to get new yeah. tires on my car which was like 360 euro so i was 360 blips in debt for my birthday so that was nice so you bought yourself a present essentially yeah, uh, yeah effectively with uh, money that i don't have did, there was there was a nice touch I won't, I won't lie aaron Rodgers rang me up uh group call geordie nelson was there <laughs> you know yeah clay Martellus, the rest of them. You know, they just said, they just said, you know, we were thinking of you on your birthday, and uh, hope they could talk soon. But obviously, I didn't answer the call because I was too busy. But uh, they left a voicemail. Well, I know you're lying. I know you're lying solely because Marty B was with uh, Tom Brady. Now, if you're going to tell me Tom Brady was on the call, also something different. different. Yeah, no, it was before he went. It was before he went. He said, he said, I can't go to the, I can't go to the New England Bash and get my ring until I'd rung you up and said happy birthday. So you know, just a nice guy, good, uh, classy touch. But in fairness, Marty P probably would do it because we've had an awful lot of people, haven't we, reach out to Marty on Facebook Mm -hmm. and get a response from him, including us. We reached out, uh, tried to get him on the podcast because we saw he was doing a bit of a media run. Now, it turned out his uh, agency did not make him available, unfortunately, but he was on for it and, uh, yeah, couldn't happen at the end of the day. Yeah. No, shame. Seems like a top guy, to be honest. And he looks like he did did have some fun this week at that uh, uh, New England party. Did you see Brady's rings, though? Holy Jesus. Unbelievable. Yeah. I know, I know. Quick, it's, it's... Fi- quick fire round, Ryan. Go on. It's only one question in it. <laughs> you have to answer it straight away. Okay. Rogers or Brady? Rogers. Yeah. Rings Rings are a team thing. That's what I say. And people go, oh, no, it's not true. You need a quarterback. No. And anyway, the Patriots, arguably, tainted? Not at all. No. The Patriots, only people only hate the Patriots because they're successful. I've got nothing but respect for what they've achieved. And to be honest, for a lot of franchises, they should be that golden standard that everybody aims to be. Simple as that. I'd agree. But what do you think? What do you think of Man United? Any opinions? Man United? Yeah. Uh, never. No, not really. No opinions. Well, just... look, 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 let's face it. Even when it comes to, let's say, soccer, when there's any British team, or Irish team for that matter, in European football, mm-hmm. then you always support that team, don't you? No matter who it is, like, I, I, even Chelsea. Not and Tottenham. 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 If Tottenham, Tottenham were in the Champions League final, you'd 
Pang on the old white no, jersey no, with the bird. No, no, no. I'd never put the jersey on. I'd support the hometown team or in this, you know the home country team, right. the home nations. But um, no, not Tottenham. That's where I draw the line. Is that is that because Tottenham are successful? Is that why? Tottenham are not successful. <laughs> Here comes the bias. Now you're like a Patriots. Fair enough, but no Tottenham. Tot- no, no. Tottenham are No, no, I'm not having that. I'll give you this, right? The only big team I like, really, if if you want to consider those big teams, and they're not even that big anymore, um, but it always used to be Arsenal. Don't not got an issue with Arsenal. I think Arsenal fans, uh, apart from the dude on Arsenal fan TV, who's an absolute moron, um, they're, they're generally quite good, and their football's been good. So I like those, but the others I can't really stomach. So no, it doesn't work for soccer. That guy from Arsenal TV, he is the Tom Brady of you know fan broadcasters, is he not now? He's just he's just successful and you don't like him. No, no. Have you not seen Have you not seen the guy? The guy that says blood and fam every ten seconds. Oh yeah, but you he's... actually you're actually not sure what point he's making because I think it's just blood and fam, blood fam, fam blood, but blood fam, fam yeah. blood. Get me fam blood. But that's but what is he saying? He's not the presenter, though, right? That's some random. No, no, no. He just getting. turns up every every week because he's become like their best guest. I don't know. The first eight times I watched his videos, I called the police because I thought his family were bleeding. I was like, it's family, <laughs> family blood. But come here, there's two, there's a thing that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have in common. Now, I don't know whether this is just the off-season talk. They're both beautiful. Yes. Um, diet. It's came back into it again. A-Rod's banging on about his diet again. Ryan, we sort of go through what he was saying. First off, I think it's hilarious that he's eliminated dairy products, Aaron Rodgers, from his diet because he comes from, Dangerous. you know, he's in the Wisco state and t- cheese is tasty and cheese curds are redonkulous. But um, were you shocked kind of, you know, it was the first, I don't know, it just seems like NFL teams, and I'm not sort of picking on the Packers for this at all, but, you know, players, they kind of, you kind of can do what you want, right? Once you're off the books, off season. It's up to you to come back in shape, obviously, and if you come yeah, back, yeah. you hit the headlines. Yeah. But isn't it weird Unless, that they don't have more input? Uh, maybe, and and I mean, yeah, okay. The off season is the off season. I think it is it Kelvin Benjamin. The pictures of him coming <laughs> yeah. back from off season. The guy yeah. looked like he was a, a lineman. Yeah, uh, that's no disrespect to linemen, but he was just larger than a wide out. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, just before any linemen ring me up. So. Um, but yeah, the the diet thing, as you know, I'm I'm, I'm massively into my diet and uh, the gym life. It's all about the uh, iron and stuff. Um, you sound but, really knowledgeable. And by gym, do you mean that guy who lives down the road from your gym? Yeah, gym. yeah. And uh, you know, to be fair, if you're going and practicing anything, uh, then essentially that's the gym, isn't it? So I like to practice darts a lot, and I like to eat um, or drink, sorry, eight cans of apples a day. So, you know, that that's yeah. That's something like that, isn't it? Lifting that can from the table to your face. But that's, Aaron Rodgers says, and it's surprising as well how specific he was. He says he likes to play between 218 and 220. I mean, that's a two pound difference between the two. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like to be somewhere between 16 and 20 stone. (laughs) That's that's where I'm aiming for. And at the moment, I'm about 18 and a half. um, So I'm almost bang in the middle of it. We're on a different metric system. But he's doing this thing now. So he says he's basically <laughs> vegan, right? But he's eating uh, chicken, a bit of red meat. He's on this 80... He was on this 80-20 diet. Did you hear about that? The 80-20? The 80 good food, 20% you just take the piss. I am also on the 80-20 diet. 
but it's eighty okay, percent cool. shite and twenty percent good stuff. So you know, I have a bit of lettuce holla. with my holla <laughs> with my uh, deep fried chicken. He said he's been working, doing a lot of research with Adam Corson, but I I just think it's amazing the way, you know, the top dude on your team. Yeah. I don't know. Well, again, like I'm sort of generalizing a bit, but you know, it's not kind of he's not brought in, sat down, and said, right, you've got to look after yourself. I suppose you see it in quarterbacks like Big Ben, right? The dude is massive and he, elusive as well, so you can't really knock him for it. Uh, but I suppose the minute it's a running back or a wide receiver, people start going uh, crazy. But yeah, the thing is, I guess they have got some sort of responsibility to themselves. Yeah, um, they've got a responsibility to be ready for the team. But I think as well, you might be seeing and and look. Aaron Rodgers is what is he now? Thirty-three. Yeah. Good, good memory. <laughs> uh, so he's thirty-three now. Now he's by no ways getting towards the end yet. I reckon there's another four or five years at least in Aaron Rodgers. But as you start to get into thirties, to mm. mid thirties, you have to start looking after yourself more and more. Maybe it's just a personal recognition that that's what he has to do. Yeah, it's kind of what he's saying. Uh, so he's got to change it up. But you're absolutely right to go back to your point right back at the start. How does anybody go dairy-free in the state of Wisconsin? Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost sacrilege. And if it, wasn't for, if it wasn't for the fact his name is Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he'd get away with it. He'd be clown of the week. <laughs> yeah, That's what it would be. Sure. Um, Who gives up cheese curds, exactly? Because you know what? Like, cause when we went to Green Bay last year, that was the first thing I ate. It was a bad idea. Um, but I hadn't eaten really all day. I was traveling. I was white knuckling that thing up. And the minute I landed in the bar, so it was a pint of spotted cow and cheese curds. That's what I'm all about. And they were delicious. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers did exactly the same thing. Went you? into the uh, went into the the bar right down the end of the casino. Yeah, same there. Uh, if you went down there, right down the end there. In this big basket, they come out, and all, I think the five of us got there on that first day. So there was, uh, who was it? Me, Martina, Cass, mm. uh, Graham, and Russell. Yeah, yeah, and then we met up with Dave Bryan as well. But we all went into that bar, and she said, "Yeah, what can I get you?" And we all sort of ordered a different beer. Um, a few guys had spotted cow, uh, but every single one of us, cheese curds, cheese curds, cheese curds, <laughs> cheese curds, cheese curds, and cheese curds. And she was like, first time in Wisconsin." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, tell you, I don't think the order would be any different if you lived there for 20 years. It's like, it's oh, cheese curds. But yeah, apparently the cheese curds in Lambo are ridiculous. I never got a chance to eat them there. Um, so Aaron Rodgers says he likes to play between 280 220. And it's weird, right? Because he, he came out as well this week and said that Mike McCarthy used to, and it goes back to 2007, is that he used to give him this random weight limit. So we said to him, you have to report for training camp at 217 pounds. And A-Rod used to rock up and he came in at 216.9. And like 217 to say to the quarterback that you need to be in at that weight and it's still a hefty weight and the heaviest that he's ever played with is 230 pounds really so I mean that's an extra 13 pounds so that's an extra stone that he's put on um, ridiculously elusive they're saying that you know this is a dude who has the sweet tooth we all know him he likes his purple crush and he likes the uh, Reese peanut butter cups right Reese's and he, you know the big ones he, he goes extra large <laughs> but was remember the time he crushed the Vikings and then he did this thing where he was at the press conference and he had the purple crush and he turned around you know because players are always at that like they're always like oh so wait I'll answer that question after I finish my Bally gallon water and you're like alright bro you know what I mean you don't have to really ram it down our throats for god's sake you know but he was drinking purple crush and people were like oh look at it it's kind of a dig to the Vikings that he's after beating them and he was like no I've drank purple crush for years it's on It's on the record so apparently he's a bit of a sweet tooth he likes Girl Scout cookies Reese's peanut butter cups and the old in and out burger uh, but American man, it's so easy to overeat over there. I cannot wait to go over and eat my body weight and gear. 
Yeah, I, I always find that on about the second or third day, you need to almost detox it with a salad or something, though, just to get the body a little bit of balance. Yeah, I felt ill. And what is it? I, I think I've mentioned this before, but what is it with your bacon, guys? Come on, I'm gonna. I need somebody to let me out in the kitchen and show you how to cook bacon properly. Yeah, why? What's wrong with the bacon? It's deep fried. That's Nobody right. deep fries bacon, do they? Make it nice and crispy. I don't know, I like it. Just put it under the grill, man, and let it just just go nice. Just go nice. Sizzle. Cookery tips with Ryan, because that's Tom Brady came out with his own cookbook. He said it's a nutritional guide. Two hundred blips. Would you pay two hundred pounds? Two hundred blips for a cookbook? No, I wouldn't. But I tell you what, I nearly paid some money for the other day, as I saw a a Brett Favre jersey, and I got outbid by three quid. What? It was it wasn't signed, was it? It was a signed one, yes. Oh man, how much did it go for in the end? Uh, some money. Yeah. <laughs> I will not disclose the final amount, but yes, let's put it this way: the draw went about half three in the morning. It came to a finish, so I wasn't awake. So I'd work the next day, and I put in my maximum bid. And I woke up in the morning to find that I'd been outbid by one person by all of about two to three pounds. Ah, that's, oh, that's annoying, isn't it? It'd be even more annoying if his like username was Bears Dave or something. <laughs> you know hey to be fair we know that every single Bears fan out there wishes they really had a quarterback like Brett Favre so yeah true that uh, come here um, do, do we care about this storyline Ricky Fowler's golf bag is the Green Bay Packer colours I like it now is he just doing that because he's playing around in Wisconsin or is he actually a Green Bay fan no he's just playing in Wisconsin I don't think he's a fan well I like it I like it it's a good bag and to be fair you can get those on different websites yeah, we have. Do you, would you do that? Because you're a keen golfer, aren't you? And you're pretty decent. What's, you, you, you would. I know you haven't played for a while now because kids came along. But yeah. when you get the chance, once in every six months, yeah. You know, would you go out there with a big green and gold bag with a with a cheese on it? You're damn right, I would. And in fact, I'm such sort of an avid golfer. There was a guy, uh, Sam Mendoza, I believe, put us onto like putters yeah. where you could get them engraved with the Green Bay logo. But uh, yeah. I only play with the uh, the old Odysseys, so I was like, "What brand the putter is?" And he was like, "Yeah, it was all right." And I was like, mm, "Don't know if it's not an Odyssey." And I, I just couldn't bring myself to spend a ridiculous amount of money and get it engraved. And I don't know if it's a licensed product, so we uh, felt dodge going there too. Yeah, I suppose. I got um, look, I got a whole set of clubs, and they're good nick as well, really good clubs. Um, a bag that was full of balls, had a load of tees in it, and it had a glove. Some guy sold it to me for twenty quid. What? And I said, are you sure? I said, because just the balls themselves are worth more than 20 quid. He went, look, I've already bought a new set. It's only going to sit in the garage. Do you want it? And I was like, at least let me give you 50 quid. He's like, no, no, it's 20 quid. Take it for 20 quid. That'll do. Money bags, like, Ryan serious. Peacock. Holy Jesus, offering someone. I will pay you twice and a half what you wanted for those. I just thought there, there was a serious amount of guilt in taking this man's club. Like the bag, the bag itself, really, really nice stand bag. Like, I can't remember, a top flight bag, I think it is. Mm. You know, even that is worth more than 20 quid. But yeah, but anyway, my, my, I, I'm still playing off at 28. 28? Yeah. I thought you were fairly handy, you're winning competitions. Is that because you're playing off 28? Probably because <laughs> I'm off at 28, yeah. And every now and again, I'll have a good day and I'll win a couple of closest to pins. Or I'll, I'll, I haven't won one, but I've come second and third. Yeah. But uh, yeah, then I'll have one where we go around and I get about, some, I think my lowest Stapleford score was about 12 points on one round. Nice. So I had a really bad day. Yeah. 
Fair play. But uh, come here, I, I went when I first joined my club. I went with a mate, and with the two of us going to join it together. And the president was going to take us out and vet us to make sure that we weren't goons. And my mate has just got off on a golf right. He was hitting the balls into the ditches. And yeah, man, the pre- I was actually fairly handy that day. And again, I don't know how because I hadn't played in ages and I hadn't properly used a driver in years. Went out and had a fairly decent round. It was just in the zone. And um, and the next round I went out off off I lost about you know I bought I went out and thought I was good then I bought the warbirds you know went out and played and it was just shite and uh, my mate spent all of his time in the like it, this is a proper links course like so he was off in all the shrubberies but he was so mm-hmm. bad and he was so embarrassed that he left his sand wedge in the sand bunker and was so embarrassed to go back and get it that he just left it <laughs> and he, I, he says to me in, uh, like this guy was in sweats because he thought that the president wouldn't let him join and said bro I'm after leaving my sand wedge in the sand bunker I said like, well get back down and get it he's like no no I'm not doing that in front of the president then one of the lads who came in after us go hey buddy hey is this yours and he come up the whole course waving this club at him and now he got totally <laughs> on it would have been better if he went back and said uh, sorry I just need to go back uh, just for a second but no this guy came along waving the sand you know, wedge in front of him and it's just it's bad doors. But um, yeah, so jeez, hey, we got more mileage out of that Ricky Fowler golf bag story than uh, than we thought. I thought we were just going to go. Yeah, it's a shite story. Yeah. Let's move on. Well, we're still waiting for Mason to invite us for a round, aren't we? So, uh, Mace, we yeah. know you're listening. Look, we'll 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 pay. We're happy to pay. But yeah, you know, give us the invite. We're ready. Yeah, in fairness, we've have had him on the podcast a couple of times. I oh, said that that made us best friends. He wasn't convinced. He, he nod. He nodded at me once as well outside of Lambo. Well, I mean, you're basically best man. Do you know, what? I was doing this. I was doing this like fanboy thing where I was like, I think Mason Crosby sat in that car. I'll go and have a look. So then I'm sort of walking down, trying to be real casual on the phone, yeah. looking through the window. I'm like, yeah, it's definitely Mason. And then I went back for another look, but I was too too scared to say anything. I looked through the window again. He looked at me and he just went nod like that. I was like decent and then and then his missus come out of the club shop with about 30 bags got in the car and off they went and um, which shop was it with like a grocery shop no 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 the green bay I was at the stadium what so the pro shop she was just buying loads of his jerseys he, just, he was just sat outside whilst everyone's just going about their business and I'm like that's definitely Mason Crosby that's not yeah he's a nice dude very nice, dude. Um, but come here to me. There's been in the news this week about Randall Cobb, and they're saying, you know, Mike McCarthy came out, and how it started was that someone uh, was asking about his production and all the rest, and Mike McCarthy came out and said that he's a very important uh, player for the team and that he wants him to get more targets. Now, I can see, right, I'm sort of looking at it and going, oh, typical offseat. Like, here we go again. Why are you talking about Randall Cobb? I don't, you know, I don't understand what's going on. And then I thought about it and I was thinking, yeah, okay, I kind of get it now. So. You know, we've Jordy, uh, Devante really, he burst on the scene because, you know, I'm getting bogged down here, but Jordy Nelson is back, back with a bang. Wasn't invited to the Pro Bowl, which is just nuts, um, especially seen as, you know, he had more touchdown catches than anybody in the NFL. Ridiculous uh, season coming back. Arguably a slow start, but not really, because he came out at the end of the season, didn't he, and said that the coaching staff were using him in that capacity, that they were going to take it easy on him, that they deliberately didn't target him. Which must have been hard for him because he got a rep in the media for, oh, he's off to a slow start, that's the injury. And it's like, no, that's that's how the Packers coaching staff are using them. So, Devontae Adams again, ridiculous. And then all the young guys that we after seeing coming up, uh, Geronimo Allison being one of them. So, you can kind of see, yeah, it's a bit crowded at wide receiver. Um, and now they have Martellus Bennett, Lance Kendricks, Richard Rogers, who's meant to be a freakish athlete again, they've been talking about. So these guys are arguably going to be used kind of across the middle of the field. You know, big body receivers are going to get an awful lot of attention. So Randall Cobb, who is the quintessential slot receiver, Ryan, I can see why they've asked the question. 
can you see in this team anywhere where Randall Cobb's production might drop just solely because you know we're going to have Martellus Bennett Kendricks we're going to be using two tight end sets is it a worrying time for him Look, at the end of the day as any player at any position when when you're coming into camp and you're coming to start the season the competition is what breeds the excellence okay so there was always going to be competition for his place and now hopefully what Randall Cobb can do is put this all to bed by having a good camp staying injury free and starting the season strong and then all this talk goes away so part of this is let's face it it's off season there's not a lot to talk about so let's create something so whether comments were made or not, generally these sort of stories, they, they crop up every year anyway. If somebody doesn't say something along those lines, a report will generally sort of create it himself, if you like, or herself. So, But there's some, there's some truth in looking at the players around them. Okay, So, you know, Jordy, Randall Cobb, probably starters, and Devontae Adam the, on the other side. They're your, probably your three starting guys. Um, now... Try and look at the other receivers for a moment. I'll give you some names. So, does Geronimo Allison for you displace any one of those three guys? No, but I do see them does as Jeff succession Janice? guys. Maybe not Jeff Janis, but certainly Geronimo Allison. Now, again, it's early doors. You know, it's a guy who came up from the practice squad. But I think what they're looking for is, and I think that's why they focused on the middle of the field, is that they have the two tight ends, well, the three tight ends now, including Rodgers. What they need is they need someone to come up behind the likes of Jordy Nelson, and I think that's who those guys will come in and rotation with yeah. if any of them do get injured. But yeah, to answer your question, certainly not. Yeah, so this is what I'm thinking. So if you look at it in terms of sort of size and maybe the role they do, um, Trevor Davis is somebody that can maybe play the slot position, maybe maybe some of the new guys that have come in. Um mm. You know, you, you not only got all the draft picks, you're going to have the undrafted guys that are all competing. You still got Max McCaffrey, who I think we picked up last year. Um, you know, Trevor Davis, is he going to be on the roster? Not sure. So there is plenty of competition there, but I don't see anybody really forcing his way to take his spot or knocking him down the depth chart. Now, okay, let's look at the tight ends. So, yeah, Martellus Bennett's added, big name. Lance Kendricks, big name. Um Richard Rogers is still there. There's a couple other guys as well. Um, so you would have to think because of the people they brought in there, there'll be a focus on the tight end position. But will there be any more focus on it than there was last year? I don't know because Bennett's a straight swap for Cook. Uh, Richard Rogers was on the ro- roster anyway. Yes, Lance Kendricks is there. He, you know, he may turn out with Aaron Rodgers. In, in, in my belief, is that he'll turn out to be a really big part of our passing game um, because Aaron Rodgers will create that for him it'll make him you know we'll see the real Lance Kendricks whereas like we said in b- before the whole time he's been at the Rams who has he had thrown him the ball you know so there's a chance that there's I guess more production out of the tight ends but I don't see it overly taking anything away from Randall Cobb however from a personal um, from a personal point of view for Randall he's got to be looking at saying there's going to be a lot more competition when I get my chance to catch the ball when I get my chance to make plays I've got to take them and so you might just see this guy take that pressure, turn it into a positive and really sort of come back strong and start the season well. Well, first off, there's that interview with Lance Kendricks and one of the reporters said to him, I mean, have you been told that you're going to be used in two tight end sets? And he said, yeah. And he said, you know, Martellus Bennett is more of a guy who's going to get down the field, whereas Lance Kendrick is going to be a bit more shallow, you know. So I, I think they have been told that the two tight end sets are going to happen. And I think in that instance, it doesn't make sense. 
um, to use Randall Cobb in the slot. And unless you want to crowd the middle of the field, I'm not sure. But I look behind the stats. So 2014, like that, that's what everyone's harping back to, right? Because that was arguably... Well, it it, actually, it is the best season that he's had in Green Bay. 91 catches, 1,287 yards, 12 touchdowns. So he was given the $40 million contract then in the March of 2015. Now, it was 2015 then that his production saw a notable drop. And that was because he picked up that preseason shoulder injury. And apparently that was nagging him all season. And of course, you know, he was there uh, without Jordy to take the heat off. So he was kind of seeing that he had to step up into the, you know, W War 1 position. 2016 then, again, the injury started to come in. So it was, he pulled a hammy then um, early in the season. He, that cost him a game. And then he had that ankle injury, which ruled him out of the two regular season games. So he only came out with 610 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, last year with that absolutely uh, smashing break you know breakaway win uh, the wildcard playoff game against the Giants with five catches 116 yards and three touchdowns I remember him getting the touchdowns thinking Jesus Christ you know but again like we sort of talked about and we talked about this with Andy Davies the Packers always go after players that are kind of versatile so we see that the running back position is in flux and Randall Cobb has been used in the backfield and some of the stats that I was looking at um, you know he edited the backfield. He was used ten times the previous season. He's you know used it at the backfield fifty times uh, in his career. Um, five foot ten slot receiver is a smaller guy, so it can seem kind of getting crowded out. But the Pro Coach Network did this sort of massive analysis over that breakout season, and they said that he has three areas of strength. One of them being body language and setup. The other two being broken play and scramble ability and also the quarterback friendly angles. So basically, long story short, you can never read when he breaks off at a straight route which way he's going to go. They said you really have to look into those beautiful eyes of his and he'll just break off. And that's where he gets his speed because I think it was... Uh, Dave Pion at the time cranked out some scouting reports and we were doing this kind of like oh guess who the player is and one of the things that was said about Cobb that he wasn't actually that fast but where he gets away and it's the same with Devontae Adams and this is why he had his down season he had that dodgy ankle so he can't make those they said his footwork at the line of scrimmage is just second to none it's ridiculous so that's something that uh, Randall Cobb brings but here's some stats from Pro Football Focus that kind of really drive home how important Cobb is to this team because we saw last season, like that, you know, that was arguably one of his not. I'm not going to say worst seasons in Green Bay, but the you know the metrics were quite low. But they looked at it and said that he's the one of the most consistent wide receivers in the NFL. He's been graded in the top 25 wide receivers in the past five seasons. And in 2014, they said was his best season. He was graded 88.5, and he was graded 22nd last season. However. He did not drop a single target, that catchable target that came his way. So all 60 catchable targets were hauled in for yardage. So he ranked number one out of 96 eligible receivers last year, Ryan. This guy, once you target him, yeah, he doesn't drop the ball. So, you know, since 2012, Cobb was ranked third amongst all wide receivers in wide receiver rating with 116.2. And the only two guys ahead of him, one of those is Jordy Nelson who came in with a quarterback rating of 122.6 for A-Rod. So, I mean... The, I was going to say, the, the Aaron Rodgers effect right there in, in, in clear as day, isn't it? Yeah, it goes to show you. And I just I like that phrase that they came out with just that quarterback-friendly angles. The fact that Aaron Rodgers, I think, when he throws towards Randall Cobb, has, I think, 
um, one of the lowest touchdown to interception ratios solely because if he does have to scramble and take a chance on you you don't open up your body for someone to intercept that ball you make sure that if you don't catch it nobody is and that led me on then to look at the pro football focus stats of Jordy Nelson and he, like again the wide receiver rating for him was 122.4 and since 2011 um, he's just been absolutely breakout and in 2011 in fact he had a quarterback rating of what he gets Aaron Rodgers of 150.2 which was the second highest in pro football focus history so I think important this season is again is util- utilizing Cobb because he shows that he's reliable he doesn't drop catchable passes but also I don't expect him to have big numbers again despite of what everybody wants that for him he's not going to have the big metrics and solely because they'll use him in a certain way and in a clever way to help the team because Green Bay are not all about the one player and they never will be and it's going to be an explosive offense but it's about that um, you know it's about using players where you can and the backfield might be in flux as well so I think it's all going to be going to be about the passing game not unless you have some of these breakout running backs who again the league just aren't ready for because they haven't got game tape on them particularly you know yeah no, it's, it's good and I think one one other thing that we may be missing here is if Randall Cobb doesn't get all the opportunities that he wants uh, whether it be at the wide out position or when they move him into the halfback position could this open up the possibility of seeing him back on the kick and the punt returns because that guy was electric when he was back there now he had to be taken off him because you know you, you can't put your starting wide outs or your starting running backs on kick returns and risk them getting hurt but you know is that a possibility? If if he sees starts to see less production there, he could put him back there. And we haven't had a really good kick and punt returner for some time. If we somebody sort of really exciting, and he's the last one that I remember being that exciting type of returner. So at the end of the day, you got to do whatever you can to get on the field. Now I, I completely think he'll be fine, but uh, that's an exciting opportunity to maybe consider yeah definitely it's a great point actually because if you can run something back for good distance it gives a great field position and we saw what the Packers did with that last season now again the only issue would be is that with him getting older um, on so much money and picking up a few injuries like the hamstring and the shoulder and all the rest um, you know you don't want to jeopardise it but certainly Ryan I mean if you can stick the knife in with some special teams good special teams play and get A-Rod the ball and then you're having all these tight ends and crazy running backs coming out it's good though the competition is good and that's something that we're seeing at the cornerback position right it came out again about uh, Devon House and, and it kind of just showed again just how crazy he was to try get there for OTAs missed his flight from Minneapolis to Green Bay and two unbelievably lucky Green Bay fans got to spend four hours with him driving him to Green Bay Did you do you like this story or is this kind of just a bit of off-season fodder again no, no this is a, this is a cool one because um not only is it a great story that he needed some help and some people replied went through the night but there was two bits I liked about it one of the guys I can't remember which guy but one of the guy actually brought along a bunch of pillows in yeah. the car so he could not only have his lift but when he got there in the morning he'll have had a good night's sleep on the yeah. way um, so that's pretty cool um, not only that but Devon House offered to pay the two guys uh, you know essentially whatever money that they, they needed whether it be for gas or whatever yeah. um, and the two guys just said no 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 no, not at all you know this is our, our pleasure almost um, it'd be a pretty cool situation to be in to get to drive the Packers player back into Green Bay for, for practice and I think one of the other things I love so much is that uh, Devon House I'm guessing if you wear the green and gold then you can go in the stadium whatever time you want as long as you know the security guard on the door I guess because he walked them into the stadium gave them a uh, a tour of the the locker room um, took them out uh, showed them around and uh, got them some signed bits and bobs from the uh, 
from around the place, which was pretty, pretty cool. So it's just a really nice story of, um, and and you know what, this is what I always love with American football. Now, probably with the exception of some players, but it's always amazing to me how close. And maybe maybe it's just a Green Bay thing, okay? But it always strikes me is that how close the players and the people are, the players and the fans, you know. Um, and I think it's, it's it's things like this that are that are brilliant. Now I know it happens on other teams. Chad Johnson, for example, he's somebody, um, or Chad Ochocinco, if you prefer to call him that, mm. he's somebody that quite often got close to his fans in terms of. I think when he moved to New England, he said that he wanted was he was looking for a housemate or something, wasn't he? That could show him around the city and sort of you know, and he'd have people come around and play Xbox with him and all the rest. It's you know, so there are some really cool things and this is another one of those cool stories that just shows that actually most of these players are actually pretty cool at remembering the fans and, and, and doing that sort of thing together. Um but what a cool opportunity to get to drive a player to practice. It's that, uh, like you said. I mean, Char- what, what did you call him? Chad Johnson wasn't that the name of the guy? You actually gave him a lift because when it came, yeah, Chad and Mike Johnson. So oh, yes, yeah, that's, that's a nice. <laughs> mad, I know. And yeah. when, when that came up, because I got the alert on my phone saying Chad Johnson gives Tremont or Tremont, I was going to say Tremont Williams. What the hell? Uh, Chad Johnson gives. Uh, Devon House they lift to Green Bay I was like oh my god that's the most entertaining car journey ever because the dude whatever you want to think about his personal life and all the you know ridiculously you know felonous stuff that he's done uh, getting a car journey to because he drives a smart car as well imagine two big massive dudes in a smart car driving for four hours um, but again I sorry I raised a point Ryan if you you know if, a pack, if any Packer player of any era was to put out I need a lift for four hours who would you want to be stuck in a car with for four hours what Packer player? Oh well, um, well, I'm thinking Vonnie Holiday probably wouldn't fit in my car, so I wouldn't pick that guy. <laughs> uh, but I don't, well, I think it'd have to be like just from what I've seen of the Americas uh, game for the '96 Super Bowl season, it'd be pretty cool to have a car share take take uh, Brett Favre and Don Beebe, and because they're hilarious uh, right the way through the documentary. Yeah, I don't know who I pick. To be fair, like, do you know what they always go like? Who would you rather go across the country with? You know, Brett Favre, or Aaron Rodgers. It sort of depends on what era. You know, Brett Favre back in the day where he was like, you know, banging holes in the side of beer cans yeah. and and getting them and miss some practice, happy days. But nowadays, it's probably a bit more sober. You know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. I suppose it's always that question, isn't it? If you could go for a for a beer with th- any three people, who would it be? And it's something the same sort of thing, isn't it? Who would you share a car journey with with any three people? Yeah. So yeah. These most recent dudes would probably be Marty B. That dude sounds ridiculously interesting. Yeah, he, he yeah, he, he would be a good guy. Um, I think Mike Daniels would be fun because I, I just imagine he would be the best person if you ever got cut up. Um, oh, you, you'd start with a road rage and Mike, and Mike Daniels would already be out the car flipping it over. So he'd <laughs> be great. Yeah, like uh, the whole. So he'd be quite handy to have. Yeah. Um, and kind of Ripkowski comes across as a guy that could be a lot of fun as well. Yeah. So I imagine that he would get in the car and bring a six-pack with him. He's um, not too far removed from college, is he? And again, he's yeah. got an Irish. He's best mates from Tipperary in Ireland. Would you believe that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think that would be pretty cool. I think he'd just go, yeah, just drive to this house. We're going to a party and then we'll go practice. Yeah. Um, I don't know that. That might be complete character defamation. I, I, if your lawyers are listening to this, I didn't mean it. Yeah, it's a cool story. It's cool that they got to go back behind the scenes. He signed some cleats. And they asked him in an interview then, um, Devon House, said, oh, you know, so are you going to keep in contact with these guys? And he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, we've, we've exchanged numbers. And again, every time that we have a Minnesota game, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and give them free tickets. And 
I was just sort of thinking, like, these guys actually have some, you know, free tickets for life kind of kind of gear just for drive. And again, you're a fan, so you got to drive this guy all the way to the facility, got to go behind the scenes. They got to touch Aaron Rodgers' shoulder pads. I mean, you know, some ridiculous stuff. But again, uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of came in with something kind of cynical then, and he was sort of saying, yeah, of course he wanted to be here because you get a 150 grand workout bonus. So if he's not here, you know, it could end up costing him a lot of money. I was like, well, there's a new <laughs> angle for it. There's, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But again, Devon tried to sort of put it across to Sutton McCarthy that he wanted to be here. You know, he wanted to meet the players. Um, you know, really get immersed in the whole deal. And apparently he's become a good leader too. So since he's came back, like what they said, I mean, he was playing for the Packers when the other guys weren't in the NFL. So he's the most senior player. And then, of course, they bring up the whole AJ Hawk uh, mad dash again from Minneapolis to Green Bay back in 2009 for an OTA practice uh, but instead he paid I think it was a grand or something for a taxi now I believe that the NFL Players Association picked up the tab so we didn't have to pay it in the end he was there with his wife I think how he got a taxi happen? it's mad isn't it how do you just ring them up and be like yes yeah, so you know can you guys pay it and they agree to it that's unreal it's it's the life of famous sports stars sure didn't who was it was a Balotelli kept getting uh, parking tickets when he played for City and he'd always just give the parking tickets to Man City and they'd pay them for him but he used to park his Lambo or whatever he was driving in the most weirdest places because he never had to pay for it like <laughs> yeah different life yeah but uh, I'll tell you what let's get straight into Leave It Out Uh, this this could have been Clown of the Week, Ryan. This could have been Leave It Out. But again, we see this dude's name coming up. And I thought we were done with it after he'd been signed. Eventually, might I add. But again, he's back in the media. Adrian Peterson. The, here's the headline. He said that he wants to play till he's 37 or 38 years old. Now, I know one drop's just been played. Leave it out. And I'm going to play another one, Ryan. This dude, let's face it, is an old fart. You think God never farted? <laughs> Love it. Love the drive. Right. Love it. And do you know what? I fully agree with it for this guy because, right. um, yeah, it's more than fair enough. Yeah. He's 32, Ryan. Um, he's saying that he wants to play till he's 37 or 38, which is unprecedented. Yeah. But this is just it, isn't it? He's already missed quite a lot of time in the previous years through injury. Mm. And he then talks about playing another, what, five, six years. Yeah. It's crazy. Now we know that he tore up his uh, ACLs, MCLs, all the rest and then came back and rushed for 2,000 yards in a season just missed out on the record we saw his heartbreak on live TV um, kind of a Dref Shreve's kind of moment where he was informed that you do know like you were so close to history but you can get it now the Packers again it, you know it was like a hot knife through butter uh, I think in the games that we played against him he was getting crazy yardage but he's 32 he was barely signed to a team He's an old-school running back who can't catch the ball. He has to run it out from the backfield. So he's very one-dimensional. He's with the Saints, Ryan. Again, you know, Drew Brees has broken all the passing records, basically, or, you know, a heap of them anyway. This is a pass-first offense. This is a running back who needs sheer volume because he'll break off big runs, but he's a they call him a volume running back. He's not going to get that type of... Now, again, look, it might bode well for him if he's not going to get that type of amount of carries, maybe, with the Saints. It'll make his body last a bit longer. But I don't expect these numbers to be particularly high. Now, these might be famous. Maybe I'll be clown of the week, you know, after week 10 because he'll be absolutely smashing it. Uh, but I don't think so. Yeah. Well, for one, if, if that does happen, you know that Scotty Mann will be straight onto you saying, do you remember when Steve said? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, 
if if you want to compare him to let's say let's let's do it again let's compare him to a soccer player mm. Andy Cole all right yeah great striker scored a lot of goals but mm. he had a hell of a lot of shots and yeah. particularly when he was at Newcastle he was just given the ball they just gave him the ball all day all day all day and he'd have 20 shots and score two goals yeah you know and Aaron uh, Aaron I hope Aaron Rodgers isn't like that um, <laughs> Adrian Peterson is is as you're saying so I think that's what you mean isn't it when you say uh, you know a guy that needs a, lots and lots of carries lots and lots of opportunities because then yeah. every now and again he's going to break off that big one and, and look like a superstar yeah now if that's the case, you're right. New Orleans probably not going to play like that because they have Drew Brees, who's still a quality quarterback. Mm. But they're a bad football team as well. So, yeah. or I think they're a bad football team. So, how how is he going to get those opportunities? Are other lines going to be able to open up the lanes? For, are they going to be able to? Are they going to get behind in games? So therefore, the run gets t- taken off the table. You know, yeah. there's not only that his injuries he's had in the last few years. That you know his tires have got a lot of tread on them. Hmm. Um, let's let's forget it as well. How how many teams wanted to sign Adrian Peterson before the New Orleans Saints finally threw him some money? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of people, and I think Adrian Peterson himself thought that uh, day one of free agency, people were all going to be queuing up at Adrian Peterson's front doorstep yeah. uh, with, with wads and wads of cash to throw at him. Hmm. Uh, that didn't happen, did it? And uh, you know. I, he he may do very very well, but there's a lot against him at this point. Yeah, I mean even his recent stats, you know he was dynamite and he would have been top of people's fantasies. But then last season, what happened when it was tragic? Even before he got injured against us, I think he ran for like twelve yards. And again, we can say like, oh, that's because our run defense was great because it was like the top run defense in the league for the first, I don't know, four to six weeks maybe. But then you're sort of looking at the running backs that we faced. They weren't the number one guys. So on NFL.com then, Dan Hanses had a piece about it and he was just looking at running backs who'd got to an advanced age. And, you know, age he went by by age. So we went from age 36 to 38. Again, you know, even Dan Hanses himself has ignored what's going to happen between Adrian Peterson now at age 32 to 36. A lot can happen in four years, especially for a running back. But uh, he looked at it. So Marcus Allen, uh, back in the day, 1996, uh, the most carries he had in a season, 206 in yards, was 830. For a 36-year-old guy, yeah, that's impressive. Uh, 37, again, Marcus Allen ran for 505. You can see the production going down in 97. But certainly when he gets to 38, which is the age that Adrian Peterson said that he wanted to get to, the most yards in a season from a 38-year-old running back is Tony Richardson, who ran for 48 yards in 2009. <laughs> How the hell? That's impressive, 38-year-old. Yeah. Nuts. And again, the famous Jim Thorpe then uh, got two Russian touchdowns back in 1926. So again, complete uncharted territory. Uh, it's a definite leave it out story. And it's a leave it out for Adrian Peterson as well. Stop coming out with the bull. You know, get on a team, do well for yourself and then start going around like a, like a guy puffing out his chest. Uh, but Ryan, I believe you have some uh, stellar clownage this week. Oh, yeah. Clown of the Week. Yeah, this is an interesting one, okay? So this is where, and I, I kind of, not sure if I should say this or not, but like we've obviously added NFL to the end of our Twitter handles, right? Mm. Um, and that's because that's what most of the time we're talking about. But you get certain people on Twitter who think of themselves as reporters or beat writers, even though they go nowhere near teams. Yeah. Um, and so we've got a guy called at NFL underscore Dov Kleeman. Okay. Right. Now, Dov Kleeman 
one has a great name um, but two he's trying to be a skip bayless i believe so he tweets um, and it got quite a lot of traction in that it got a lot of replies because people were telling him what they thought of him mm. um, but brilliantly his point was not backed up by any of his nearly twelve and a half thousand followers that i feel he may have paved for um, <laughs> Because his tweet only garnered three retweets and three likes. And I think most of those were because people were retweeting it to go in. Have you seen what this guy's saying? So this is his tweet. Do people even realize that Aaron Rodgers doesn't even have 100 career wins? Question mark. He's already 33 years old and including playoffs, he doesn't. So that's his tweet. So he's not familiar with Aaron's, the beginning of Aaron's career? Yeah, so... I'm sure everybody listening is, is perfectly aware. The first three seasons, he sits behind and learns from one of the greatest quarterbacks in the game, in Brett Favre. Hmm. So, yes, he's 33 years old now, but for the first three years of his contract, he sat behind Favre. And he played in pre-seasons, and he probably trotted on here and there and played in some games. Hmm. Um, but he wouldn't have seen much time. Well, um, that's, that's a problem with stats, isn't it, Ryan? This is a problem. This the stats only... Well, essentially, stats, in however you use them, whether it be in the workplace or, or in sport or whatever, you can use stats to tell any story you want because it's mm. the stats give you the data and it's how in which you present them that, that tell you the story. And you can you can utilize them. You can, you know, you can make up anything you want out of it. So it can be true, but it's how you how you present it now. So what he's saying is it might be true, but you've also got to consider as well, he had a season where he was pretty much out for most of the season after the collarbone thing. Maybe not. It was most of the season. Um, but it's just... Uh, and I kind of don't get what his point is because surely it doesn't matter how many wins he's got. Green Bay, I think for as long as I can remember, have been in the playoffs. Hmm. Um, there might be a season here or there, but most of the time they're in the playoffs. In fact... So much so that Green Bay are actually known as a perennial playoff contender. Yeah. So surely that's all that matters. Now, there are some people that will say, yeah, he's only got one ring. This guy's not saying that. And I, I do get that. I think he should have more rings than what he's got. And it would be a shame if he finishes one ring. But as we're going to win the Super Bowl this year, he'll have at least two. Um, so there are things you can say. But this, I mean, this is just bullshit. And... Uh, and I do think this guy's just trying to be the second coming of Skip Bayless. And so maybe even it's, it's Skip Bayless's second account so he stops getting all the abuse. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but certainly, if you want to go and look him up, go and find his tweet. Let him know that uh, he's talking complete shit. Um, but yeah, at NFL underscore Dov Kleeman. So. And you know he's going to listen to this podcast now, right? Oh, I hope he does, yeah, because you're, you, you talk bull, mate. Well, they, I, and again, stats. I like stats, and I think they back it up. But again, it's it's hopefully how I present them too to say, you know, this is this story. This is not the entire story, but this is definitely part of it. Uh, but I think someone looked at stats before to show how ridiculous they were, and this isn't even NFL based. But they they were able to tie if Nicolas Cage acts in movies and how many movies he acts in a year versus the mortality rate. So more people die when Nicolas Cage acts in more movies a year. You know, like, it's not a real stat. It's just kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. So basically, like, what, what happens the most of the time with stats is that somebody will go, ah, I've had this idea and I want to make this point. And then they go and find the stats that back that up. Yeah. And like I said, the stats may be true. But it doesn't mean they have any correlation or actually have any effect on the point you're trying to make 
And that's that's the bit where sometimes the stats thing gets misused. But I think you're very honest in the way you portray your stats, and uh, you can be very proud of what you do, Stephen. Oh, stop. I know um, I love you. Oh, stop. But uh, again, it sort of comes down to... Knowing the knowing the sort of perspective of it all, because the best one that I've heard, and again, it's not NFL related. You know those Colgate ads? I think it's Colgate, where it says ninety eight percent of all dentists recommend Colgate, and you yeah. sort of think, oh, I'm getting Colgate. Then if ninety eight percent of dentists, you know, think that that's better, no, the, the behind that, what they did was is Colgate went out to dentists and said, all right, so if someone said to you what toothpaste should I use, what would you tell them? And they go, I'll tell them use Acrofresh. Sensodyne and they said anything else and they name more and more and more and then he said anything else and then if Colgate was on the list they would say there you go 98% of all dentists recommend Colgate but then you sort of wonder like I don't even know if it's 98 I think it's actually lower so you know like go oh, 9 out of 10 whatever so it's 90% or some bull right so you know 1 in 10 dentists even if they name all of the toothpaste that they know still mm-hmm. wouldn't recommend Colgate. That's what I would take from that advert and not like that 90% of all that because it makes it sound like it's better, but it's not. But anyway, we digress. Uh, it's less about, uh, you know, fresh minty breath on this podcast let's, than it is. Let's about face that. it, if we didn't digress, go off and attend or get completely distracted, it wouldn't be a UK Packers podcast, would it? No. It's, and then it wouldn't be bored. If we just stuck to the facts and what we were supposed to talk about, it'd be very boring. Yeah. And speaking of kind of, uh, you know, going off tangent and, and uh, you know, a few gags, let's talk about the NFC North. Let's talk about our final team that we didn't get around to last uh, last podcast was the Bears, Ryan. So we're going to take a quick look at the Bears, look at the draft, look at the players in and out, look at what they're doing, look at their mindset, and we're still going to laugh. You laughing? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Can we just, for this whole session, just play the Bears still suck and then just finish it? Because yeah. I think I think it sums it up. Right. Um, but but if you actually want me to talk Bears, then quite simply they will be fourth in the NFC North next year um, for a number of reasons. They weren't a particularly good team last year. They just sold their future for Trubisky, so he has to sort he has to work out. But even saying that, they might be thinking of sitting in behind Glennon. Um, to try and learn, I guess, and sort of not be thrown into it whilst it's in a complete rebuilding phase because the last thing you want to do is throw a young guy in there and destroy his confidence because he doesn't have a team around him. Um, so you might see Glennon play. Now, Glennon had a big contract, but actually I think when you when you drill down into it, not so much of it's guaranteed. Um, so he doesn't. he's not necessarily being pegged in as the long-term start. I think there's basically some get-outs in there. Mm. Um, the only thing I would say from that is that whilst um, we recently just spoke about it, Aaron Rodgers sat for three years behind a Brett Favre, that's the kind of quarterback you want to be learning from, you know? Or if like when, when Steve Young was sitting behind Joe Montana for a bit, you know, those those are the kind of people you want to learn from. Um, being Trubisky coming into the league and getting to sit behind Mike Glennon, who sort of has been in the league for a few years, but what's has he actually been in the league or has he been sat reading a clipboard? You know, so I don't know if that's going to have the effect they want it. Maybe Trubisky gets thrown in early if Glennon struggles. And then that brings us back to the team itself, is that the team is in a rebuilding stage. And because they sold a lot of their draft picks down the river, because I think, you know, I'll top my head now trying to remember, I think it was Sam Fran basically convinced them that, 
you know, everybody was gunning for this second pick um, or convinced them that they were going to take Trubisky themselves. They gave up all these draft picks and now they needed a whole bunch of players to give them a shot at rebuilding quickly. They haven't done that. They put all their eggs in one basket with a quarterback. Um, there's a lot of holes on this team and they haven't been able to fix them all this offseason. So I think you're probably looking at Chicago as another sort of maybe in two or three years time. And that's if Trubisky works out. If he doesn't work out and he turns out to be a Blake Bortles or a Jamarcus Russell or whoever else, then um, then they're going to have some serious issues for, for years to come. Yeah, because you can sort of look at it right that you need a good quarterback to make the wide receivers good, but it's like the Bears are, it's like opposites day. They've brought in wide receivers who were good and then also brought in the likes of Mark Sanchez. And like their whole quarterback <laughs> situation is pretty tragic, right? So they paid Glennon a dumper load of money um, they went and had him at a, an official Bears draft party and then ended up trading up with the Niners after getting duped and not even Glennon himself knew that that was a play and they got Trubisky so then there was egg on his face he was embarrassed then they bring in Mark Sanchez of famous butt fumble fame of famous Rex Ryan got his jersey number tattooed on a woman on his arm which is f- just weird when he was with the Jets um, so Mark Sanchez comes in then he gets injured so he picks up a knee injury they mug off another quarterback because they had another guy sitting there and they waved him. Uh, Connor Shaw was his name. Um, and mm-hmm. then they waved him. Then Mark Sanchez got injured and they're like, actually, can we cancel that? You know, it's like breaking up with a girl and then going, actually, you know what? The girl I was trying to cheat on you with doesn't actually want me anymore. So can I get you back, please? So they brought him back for OTAs. Like, you know, he's at OTAs. I mean, what type of production are they going to get out of this guy? You know, by releasing them and then going, actually, hold on, no, Sanchez is injured. But Fumble Guy is injured, so we're going to bring you back. But they've brought in Victor Cruz, you know, which is interesting. And had they still had Cutler, you'd think maybe he might be able to do something with him. Now, arguably, they've had some, you know, pretty savage wide receivers over the last number of years, Brandon Marshall being one of them. You know, they, they couldn't do what... Now, again, let's face it, he was the number one wide receiver, I think, about three years ago with the Bears. So he was still getting good production. So they brought on Victor Cruz. Uh, they've also signed Marcus Wheaton, uh, former Titans wide receiver Kendall Wright. Uh, Cruz's ex-teammate Ruben uh, Randall is going to compliment Kevin White and Cameron Meredith. So, I mean, a wide receiver, they're looking fairly good, Ryan. But like you said, they are definitely in rebuild mode, but they won't admit to their fans that they're in rebuild mode, which is just kind of a slap on the face, you know. And like, maybe, oh, maybe, they're bringing on all these quarterbacks and all these wide receivers and maybe they're not, but they, they they haven't replaced, you know, they haven't addressed any issues here. So they've lost Cutler. They've brought in all these guys who are effectively untested. Trubisky in the draft analysis from Bears websites, which was painful to read, by the way, got a grade yeah. D. And then they bring in tight end Adam Shaheen and, you know, he gets a grade C. So, you know, they're not really bringing in dudes who are actually going to make an impact. So... Yeah, I kind of have sure. to agree with you. They're probably going to be in the NFC basement again. They went 3-13 yeah. and 13 last year. No. Yeah, it's going to be interesting and, and probably quite a tall task for them to better that. Yeah. Because they're in a tough division. I still believe the NFC North's a tough division. I think maybe f- three, four, five years ago, it was probably that. Obviously, we're biased, but I think it was the toughest division going back those years. It's still one of the tougher divisions. Um so they're going to struggle to do that because even some of the worst teams this last year round, you know, have sort of got better. Um, it's, 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 it's certainly a big gamble 
with what Chicago have done. And I think their fans, their fans will be well aware that they're in a rebuild. Um, you know, they're, they're not probably expecting them. Obviously, everybody has that start. Everybody starts uh, zero and zero to start a season. Okay. Um, and everybody's got a chance to get into the Super Bowl. That's the beauty of American football. But the reality of it is that we know that teams like, let's say, San Fran, the Jets, um, the Chicago Bears, they're going to struggle. Uh, even at this point, you, you could say pretty safely they're going to be down towards the bottom end of the NFL. So it's going to be a tough year for them. They'd certainly have gambled and put it all in on Trubisky. If he doesn't work out, then there's going to be answers um, answers needed. Uh, so it's certainly going to be a tough couple of years, I think, for a Chicago Bears fan. And for the Packers fans, we're going to absolutely love it. Yeah, now, not unless we've got egg in our face here at the end of the season, because maybe Glennon is a decent and serviceable quarterback. He's got some talent at wide receiver there. They went out and picked up uh, Prince Amukamara as well, so maybe the defense yeah, nice isn't... Yeah, maybe it isn't tragic, you know. And again, you know, he was a free agent for a reason. People will proffer, you know. Um, so I don't know, Ryan. Yeah, they certainly seem like they're going that way. It, it looks to us that it's not going to pay off. The same way as the Sam Bradford trade looked like a bit of a joke, but it actually started to pan out for the Vikes for a while, and he was one of the most accurate quarterbacks uh, on the long ball last year, which was kind of shocking. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Vikes in that regard. So not unless they have enough constituent parts and it all works out and again the guy really to look for and a guy I feel sorry for if it doesn't pan out is Jordan Howard you know fifth round pick uh, finished second in the league with rushing yards last uh, year he was in for uh, a few accolades 1313 yards six touchdowns you know a running back who looks really promising again is the O-line going to be good enough to break up in those holes for him again this year uh, most mm-hmm. of that stuff arguably he made himself right behind Ezekiel Elliott let's see how uh, Zeke does in Dallas uh, a promising player Ryan but again a player again like we've seen with Adrian Peterson in fairness with the Vikes for many years maybe a, an excellent player a fantastic player for a fifth round pick which again we can look at our own running backs and say if they can find a Jordan Howard in the fifth round well then we can look at their running backs and say what can we find with our own this is a guy, Ryan, they could run the absolute arse off this guy now if the quarterback situation and wide receiver situation doesn't pan out for them. And they're going to turn a fantastic young prospect into just a tired old man after about two seasons. It's tragic. Yeah, but I think the average life of a running back is about two and a half years, isn't it? Yeah. It might even be less, it might even be less than that now. So, yeah, there's, there's every chance. And and like you say, Howard's nice. I do like some of their other draft picks as well. You mentioned the tight end already. I think they got a safety from Bama in round three. So they have done some nice things. They've also, as you said, you know, they've put they've picked up some nice free agent signings and, and certainly Victor Cruz, you know, there's something in the mm. the tank still there. So you know, maybe it's maybe we're being a bit harsh, but it, my honest feeling is they will still be the fourth team in the NFC North. So yeah, so we've ran through them now. So we've went the whole NFC North. Obviously, Pack won. So have you decided then between the Vikings lines that you're still going with Vikings number two, Lions, then Bears? I think I am, yeah. So I think I'm going Pack, Vikings, Lions, Bears. Yeah, probably about right. I think I'll go for the same. Uh, but look, we had um, Fan of the Week, I don't know, maybe two months ago now, and the recording software balls up. 
and we had to end up dropping it last minute and again again I'd finished uh, editing the, the start of the podcast got on to try get to, the stuff to slot in for fan of the week I was like this doesn't look like it's actually going to have enough time at the end of this thing and it didn't record this interview um, and it was it was amazing so we're going to get her on again this is Charlotte Midsley she's coming up it's fan of the week and it's part two let's kick it off meet the fan Well, hey, I love the drop. It's always good. And look at Ryan. I know, I know you're looking at me. Hold on, stop talking because no one can hear you. I've muted you because I do not want the instance where this does not record again because I made a complete balls of it the last time. Folks, you've been asking for it, and in fairness, a lot of people have been asking for it, and they were worried about Charlotte's health. She is alive and well. It was very hard to get a hold of her because she likes to piss off the countries like Australia. Fiji uh, all over the states and I'm sure you'll mention loads of other places Charlotte Midgley how the bleeding hell are you? Hi I'm good thank you yeah how are you? I'm not too bad I promise hand on heart this is actually recording this time <laughs> you've double checked yeah <laughs> Yeah. can you also actually just for my uh, and I don't deserve it but for shame's sake can you confirm that we did this before and it didn't record because I got accused of just not having anybody lined up and I just made up the excuse because you know I was trying to make excuses for it you were here before right yeah I was yeah I get really nervous talking as well so it was very <laughs> stressful for me and then found out it was all for nothing and I was gonna have to go for it again <laughs> no well look oh, it, yeah. it's a psychological technique we used here at the UK Packers to ensure that the second interview was as awesome as the first um, <laughs> come here Charlotte we know you uh, you are the first lady of the UK Packers however there's an awful lot of people out there who don't know you yet. We on we know you're Charlotte Midgley. Whereabouts are you from? Where's that accent from? Uh, from Leeds. Yeah, uh, right. uh, I was born down south, but I've lived in Leeds since I was like three. So. Yeah, hold on. And now, are you from a nice posh area down south? South Northern. Yeah, you do. Uh, sorry, I was born in. Sorry, you see, I need Ryan, and I'm not unmuting you, Ryan. So stop. I, I do usually get him to translate. Sorry, that's a good area, is it not? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I literally lived there till I was three, so I don't really remember living there. Apparently, yeah. it's it's gone downhill since. So, oh, uh, because I left. Because you left. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, look, diehard Packer fan, we all know you've all the gear, you've all the obsessions, and we'll get on to your your crazy trips to Green Bay later. But Charlotte, uh, a young one from a well-to-do area, moves up to Leeds uh, to try gentrify the place. How does? an English lady become a Green Bay Packer nut because you are a Green Bay Packer nut if I'm if I'm if that's fair yeah definitely uh well I've always been a sports nut since pretty much I started walking at like nine months old so I was pretty early so I think <laughs> I was destined to be yeah sports involved so right. yeah always been into it um I played basketball and stuff at school and that was sort of my first major sports obsession I guess Mm. was basketball and it was kind of through that that I kind of found football yeah. you know because you're usually having to watch it all online and replays and stuff like that and yeah kind of found it there and um I'd gone to school with a half American guy who was a Packers fan so when I was I sort of had any sort of connection to so it just made sense and that's just where it started and was this dude now was he from Green Bay or was he just a, a Packers fan from the state? Constant, I think. I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. 
Happy days. It's because so, it's pretty rare. But you know what? Like since we start doing this meetups and stuff, and you can sort of attest to this yourself, all the meetups that we do, there's always seems to be someone floating around from Wisconsin. And you're yeah. Kind of thinking, Jesus Christ! It's like someone you know floating around from Wicklow, little old Wicklow. But but why? So Green Bay. I mean, we all start off kind of with a little obsession, and then it starts to become a bit crazy. When did you go from being casual observer to absolutely diehard, need to go annually Packers fan? Um, that's a good question. Uh, probably like ten years or so. So I've really followed to the point of like have to watch every game. Yeah. No force on earth will stop me missing a game, kind of thing. Mm. Um, but I'd never really considered ever getting the chance to go over, to be honest. Um, yeah. until I found you guys. Mm. So, well, um, you know, there's all there's all kinds of awesome going on here at UK Packers HQ. So let's get on to it then. Memorable Packers experiences. Do you sort of look at your Packers fandom as life before going to Green Bay versus life after Green Bay? Have you got any sort of cool memories before going to Green Bay? Or if not, can you tell us a little bit about that very first trip of going over to Mecca that is Lambeau Field? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have any spectacular moments before UK Packers. I never really knew anybody else that was into football, so it was kind of a sit by yourself and watch the football kind of thing and yeah. um, sh- share your um, enthusiasm on Twitter because you had no one else to share it with, mm. really, um, which is where I ended up stumbling across you guys. Um, right. And, uh, yeah, then you guys were planning a trip. And I was like, yeah, there's mostly going to be guys and I've never met anybody, and so it's quite terrifying. Yeah. Um, but I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go. And, yeah, I'm very glad I did because it damn awesome yeah the rest is history so you went over on the first trip with ryan if i'm right and that kind of that not only gave you your first packers experience but it kind of turned you into a mild stalker can you explain what happened and who (laughs) took your heart in green bay oh man who didn't i mean all the whole team is awesome uh, yeah, well, I just did get my stalker on a little bit. Um, I think on one of the the night before the game, um, everyone was invited to some party, but I wanted to stay and stalk the players in the hotel because standard. Yeah. You always stay in the hotel. Where... Yeah, so I ended up staying and stalking, which was totally worth it because we saw saw most of the guys walk past. Um, mm. And we got to meet uh, Tim Maste. Stopped, had a photo, and signed some stuff for us. James Jones. Um, can't even remember now. We saw Eddie Lacey and all the O line walking past the pool and stuff, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. And I did um, walk into Julius Peppers in the um, lift as well, which was really embarrassing. No, you actually physically walked into him? Yeah, I literally bumped into him. I had no idea who, who it was. I just kind of went, oh, sorry, and looked up and kept oh looking up and kept God. looking up because he's like <laughs> eight foot tall. And then I kind of realized who it was. And, you know, and he just kind of freeze and he just kind of walked away. And I was like, uh, missed it. <laughs> and thought about what you would have said had you, you know, yeah, been able to take your I foot out of your mouth. was a bit cooler. But yeah. was he scary big in real life then? Like you've alluded to it there, but was he larger than life when you saw him and went, Jesus Christ, this guy is a giant? Yeah, he was. He must be like I don't even know how tall he actually is. But he must be like seven foot or something. He was huge. <laughs> Decent. Uh, but yeah, just like overwhelming. It's just so impressive. But yeah, makes you think I would not want to play football with these guys. No, it is frightening. I met Kyle Rudolph before from the Vikings. The dude is built like a brick shit house. But Charlotte, yeah, I think I we all know 
but that's not the guy I'm talking about here. I, you've came back <laughs> and you've been obsessed with this guy. I want to get to Jordy in a second. I'm not even going to talk about Jordy yet. And I've heard it third hand. I want to hear it straight from you. But what player, like, and he had a rough year last year, are you going to marry in the future? To Marius Randall, of course. <laughs> you even said it in a breathy tone, as if he took your breath away, the mere thought. Where did the obsession with Randall come from? Can you fill us in? Yeah, it's a pretty good story, actually. Um, well, obviously, it was his rookie year, the first year we went over. Um, mm. And we were playing the Chargers on the throwback weekend. Yeah. And uh, you can probably remember the game. It was kind of not one of our best. Um, it came down to literally sort of the last 10 seconds. It was San Diego ball. It was yeah. fourth down. It was kind of, you know, they score, they win. Yeah. Um, they don't score, we win. Mm. Uh, so our first game over to Lambeau, last thing you want to do is see a loss um yeah, and, said. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what happened <laughs> yeah. when i went over to dallas but we'll skirt over that back to the story please <laughs> yeah um so yeah fourth down play and um who breaks up the pass perfectly other than demarius randall so that was a i play. mean that's just hero right mm, that was a bit of a slap down that was, that was fairly sweet now did you go out and get yeah. a jersey because did you say you were going to get a jersey after that did you actually go out and get one with his name on the back because that's the game we'd seen him play in and everything. So, yeah. you know, it had the best links. It had to be a throwback, which was really hard because um, I usually wear the junior jerseys as well. Yeah, yeah. And trying to get a junior throwback jersey <laughs> customised with Demarius Randall in the UK was just next to impossible. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of waited for months and months and eventually decided, screw it, I'm just going to pay a fortune and get it shipped over. Happy days. Well, that's what we do over here. What we do, but come here. Um, I want to get on to after the game is. I believe it was after the game was finished. Um, we'd organised to go to a TV gig, and at the TV gig, Jordy Nelson uh, was speaking. And I believe actually it was meant to be Randall Cobb, and uh, we got a message to the group, and it said, "Look, uh, guys, we're really sorry, but Randall isn't going to actually be there tonight." Um, it's it's going to be you know we're going to have to get somebody else and I said yeah that's fine well who is it and they said it's going to be Jordy Nelson I hope that's okay and we're like yeah of course it's okay Jesus <laughs> Christ it's amazing it's one of the you know the dynamic duo so uh, Jordy Nelson was at this TV gig you sat in the crowd you just got to ask questions but then we'd organised uh, if we could and we stuck our neck out and said look can we go uh, backstage and they were like look we don't know if it's going to be okay for him to sign stuff usually that has to go through the handlers and they're probably not going to be too happy but he more than obliged, right? He was a lovely guy. He just went behind. He just got stuff signed. Uh, what was your interaction with him, Charlotte? All smooth? Oh, yeah. Smooth as you can get, yeah. 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 I really need to work on my stalker. Yeah, no. <laughs> sadly, it wasn't the behind the scenes. It was on the live. I got to ask him a question. And, right. You know, and you're just kind of nervous and you start kind of tripping over your words and kind yeah. of lose what you're saying. So I just kind of went a bit off topic and then sort of ended up with so yeah um would you be down with that i've been asking him about <laughs> coming to london for a game you see and then i yeah started mm. talking nervously and I'm like and so yeah would you uh be down with that oh my wow. god and it was really awkward um if you can find the footage you should see how red my face is in the video it's just awful that is amazing. So I, bad. I'm totally going to interview more players and just at the end of each question, just go, would you be down with that? I mean, I don't know how it's going to go down. Amazing. We must dig out that footage uh, just for yeah, embarrassment. Yeah, it's there somewhere. <laughs> but look, you, you go to Green Bay a lot, Charlotte. And what I'd like to know is, because we, we hear from a lot of people and me personally, I've been once. Um, I plan to go back every year. You've been 
uh, two years in a row now and the second time that you went did you still get the same type of emotion were you still blown away by it all as you were the first time yeah definitely without it sounding really cheesy it's just mm. like the kind of the wow factor just doesn't seem to disappear i've been over twice but went to three games because last year we did the yeah the two games um and yeah every time you like step out into the um onto stadium and stuff and see the field it's just amazing i can't imagine mm. it ever getting old no and I, I tell you what we've we've spoken to people who even live there and they say something similar that you know there is something so sacred about going what kind of struck me though i went over and me and you sat together and we watched the game and how blown away were both of us actually by when the military flew over do you remember that thing because people have oh, told me amazing. that it was going to be a fast plane charlotte what the hell was that thing they were like when they like weird helicopter things there was like three of them yeah they're terrifying i was insane I uh, actually teared up at that. I was like really emotional and just really like, it was amazing. I was yeah. just like, wow, oh my God, like this is happening in my life. It was the <laughs> it was rumble. Awesome. I know, right? It, it, was the, it was the rumble in the distance. Yeah, and I was you like, heard Jesus. them for like a few minutes before yeah. you saw them. You're like, what is that? Pure terrifying. You see, that the thing insane. is, they should get Kim Jong-un, they should get Vladimir Putin and make them go to a Packers game. If they're sitting in the audience when that <laughs> stuff flies over, they're giving up, they're throwing in the white flag already um it's amazing so you're coming over to this trip right for the season opener um are you expecting uh, another savage holiday uh yeah absolutely i'm all booked up and ready to go just counting the days can't wait happy days and there's a mad crowd going as well so you're sharing with uh jill i believe yes the other fellow leads lass so oh, she's from be quite a laugh. Oh god, that's dangerous. Yeah. Right, so I think we need to say. Oh, I'm just going to write something down. I just need to send an email to the police in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. It needs to be warned. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just the damage <laughs> to the city alone is going to be in the millions. Um, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. It's the first time with the season opener. So you've kind of alluded there, Charlotte, at the start that you found the UK Packers through Twitter. Now you've been yeah. to some of our meetups. How did you feel the first time you had to get on a train? Because again, as I said, you're kind of the first lady of the UK Packers in the sense that you've been there from the very start and you're one of the most knowledgeable diehard fans out there. So you got on the train. Well, I'm guessing it's a train. Um, you got on the train to come to the first meetup where you're frightened for your life to meet people in person and think this is going to be an absolute disaster. I'm going to end up on the news tonight. <laughs> well, to be honest, the first time I met anybody was actually over in Green Bay. Really? On the first trip. Yeah, I'd never met anyone, so it was literally flying across the world to meet everyone. So oh yeah, I God. was I was pooping it a little bit, mm. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, so then by the time I came to the first meet, obviously I'd met everyone, so it's just couldn't wait to be back with the crew. Uh, it was nice to finally sort of have people to watch the game and stuff with. It makes the season even more exciting. You're also now the most bravest woman that I've ever met in uh, the UK. <laughs> Dear Jesus Christ, flying across the other end of the world. Because that's the thing, I often put myself in the shoes because we're doing it with Ryan, you know, when you're organising everything, you stand over everything and you know who's coming, you can see the ins and outs of people making decisions. But I don't know if I'd be brave enough, to be fair, um, to take that first step. And that's why we always try to encourage people to make that leap. And you flew to the other side of the world, which is incredible. So... Uh, you've made a good few friends right through the UK Packers and the meetups now how many people do we know out of this thing there's a lot right and you've met Jill before on the last meetup so uh, what's your opinion on the UK Packers then and the UK Packers meetups and what would you say to somebody who is considering coming to one of the meetups like we've won coming in Manchester uh, would you say just take the plunge and go or would you say we're all a bunch of goons don't bother <laughs> no absolutely definitely do it um yeah one of the best choices i made was to you know just uh, 
be brave and go for it because yeah i think i've definitely made some friends for life through you guys and um so yeah i highly recommend it an awesome bunch of people um so i can't wait to see you all again and i tell you what we're we'll, we'll all going to chip in eventually it's a matter of time to do a timeshare and we'll all buy an english irish bar in green bay and it'll be like an episode of cheers all of us are just yes. going to live above the bar it's gonna happen it's gonna be awesome yeah but come here, uh, Charlotte, it is great having you on uh, for the second time, for the first that people are actually hearing. <laughs> uh, so before you leave, do you want to give us a holler and tell us what your UK Packers membership number is? Uh, yeah, Demarius Randall, number 23, of course. Of course, <laughs> nothing else. Listen, uh, I probably won't see you before we go to Green Bay, so I'll see you when we touch down in the great state of Wisconsin itself. Yeah, I might be on the same. Oh, no, you'll be flying from Dublin, won't you? Yeah. So yeah, see, see you over there. Nice yeah awesome thank you very much yeah brilliant so uh, nice. second time lucky uh, Charlotte she's coming again over to Green Bay uh, absolute diehard fan she's not the only lady coming so again if you're on the fence anybody out there about coming over to Green Bay with us this year uh, just jump at us will you it's it's amazing we've got people looking to share rooms still Ryan don't we and we've some yeah. ladies on the tour so you're not going to be the only lady over there and it's not weird we get ladies every single year uh, diehard fans and we'd love to have you know everybody to come over with us again this year we're getting up around the numbers again aren't we Ryan and there's still places time left to book so just tell the missus and the kids you're not going over to Magaluf with them this year you're coming over to Green Bay with us <laughs> I don't know if that's a family family destination Magaluf but uh... <laughs> there you go no. what do I know no but um, yeah look, it's going to be good we're already uh, well over 20 I think um, there's still there's still spaces left now as Steve said don't sit on the fence just get it done it will be the best trip you've ever been on um because obviously me and Steve are on it, uh, oh, yeah. but it will be. You know, there's also Green Bay will be there as well. So that's there's that. Um, you know, get it done. Come along. You will not regret it. Uh, we've also got other meets this year as well, though. Uh, Manchester's mm-hmm. shaping up quite nicely, isn't it? The the tickets came out uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and at our last show, I think we went 21 sold already in a yep. day. Yeah. It's not bad going, is it? It's only five pound a ticket now. The reason it's ticketed is for for one sole purpose. We know who's coming. That's it. So for your five pound ticket, when you get in there, you get a free pint of whatever you want on tap, mm. um, and you also get uh, what they're saying is finger food. So I imagine there'll be as many nuts as you can get your as you can fit in your mouth. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> ding 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 ding! Um, but yeah, so uh, innuendo alert. Yeah, if you like salty nuts in your mouth, you get them and you get a free pint to wash it down with. So that that's what your five pound is, okay? So do the fiver so we know who's coming on the night. Um, maybe we can run some different competitions and so on. And obviously, if we know how many people are coming, then we know what to do, essentially. Yeah. So that that's why that's there. So, yeah, it's a fiver, but you, you'll make that back easy with a free pint and some food. Um, apparently... It's cool. It's a it's a venue. I can't remember the name of the venue, but it's done with some guys called Gridiron and Gravy. Mm. Um, they're going to help us run the party. They're there all the time in Manchester, and our local Manchester fans will know them well. Um, apparently, they do some pretty sick Sunday roasts uh, mm. and pies and all the rest of it. So, I'll probably just go just for the food, if nothing else. But there is also a game of football on at six o'clock. We will be watching the Packers versus the Vikings. Yeah, now it's going to be a great uh, night. And again, if you're coming from other places in the country or even from Ireland I look up the fly trying they're 40, 40 quid actually 36 quid is what I can get them for and for me to get a train to Cork within Ireland it's 50 euro I think so it's cheaper for yeah. me to get to Manchester so come on it's a no brainer um, I don't know what situation I'm going to be in because in fact when we're going to Green Bay 
baby number two in the O'Brien household is due two weeks after I come back from Green Bay and we all know babies don't work babies can sometime work on Lombardi time and come early uh, so let's hope that doesn't happen for the likes of Green Bay and I don't know what type of position I'm going to be in then a month later um, going over to so Manchester but I'm definitely intending to be there I need to put this to you yeah we're in Green Bay it's Saturday we're just mm-hmm. back from Wisconsin yeah the next day Green Bay's on and you get a phone call yep the baby's coming early mm-hmm. and you've got to make a decision for being home for the birth of your second child because let's face it you've already done that you've seen it you know you've been there for the first <laughs> it's, not, it's not a copy paste job you know what I mean it's all special uh, it's, it's, all the, it's all the same it's all the same I'm sure it's very messy and makes you pass out that's all I can imagine um, and so you've got to make the choice between getting home sharpish mm. or going and watching Green Bay it's a toughie it is tough, Ryan, but you know I don't know what benefits. Me, or are you going to tell be. me as a father? Actually, it's a very easy choice, and you're going to you're going to tell me off. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to be there for the birth of my child. Absolutely not. But if it's a Saturday and I have to fly home all day Sunday, and I get there Monday, and I might be flying out Monday or Tuesday anyway, maybe I'll stay. I see, yeah. Maybe I'll stay. I see where you're going with this. I like it. Maybe I maybe I don't answer so that it's not committed to audio for forever and my second child listens back and goes, oh yeah, didn't love me as much as the first one, right? No, I would love to be back. And let's just hope, fingers crossed, that it doesn't happen. But the Manchester meetup's going to be great. And the best thing about becoming an official UK Packers member is that all of you told us whereabouts you were based. So we were able to send out you know emails to the guys in Manchester to invite you along. And that's exactly why if we see an area of the country, be it in Ireland, be it in England, Wales, Scotland... Um, what we want to do is, is we want to stage meetups in your area and also we'd love to actually eventually get around to it's just been crazy busy off season is to get around to just getting you guys to meet up even on your own and to say look did you know that you have 12 Packer fans in your area send us all down to the pub because this is what this group is all about is getting everybody in the country uh, Packer fans all together Getch is watching the game and we will be staging a meetup and it's going to be in Dublin so this is going to happen in November we haven't really nailed down the game but Ryan we're thinking of the Packers Bears game it's a 6pm start so flag football in Phoenix Park I'll bring you around some of the pubs uh, then we'll hit the Woolshed so the only thing holding us back there Ryan at the moment right is maybe divvying out some type of deal with the Woolshed making sure A that the game is on and B if we can get sort of you know cup price promotions on drinks and a bit of finger food that's what we're going for because we want the best value for you guys because I think is the tickets for these events don't go into our pocket at all they get handed to the venue uh to buy the likes of the you know the drinks voucher and the food so it's not a pro- you know we're not doing this it's not a profit earning venture it's to get all of us together so manchester coming up in october 15th yes i believe so week yeah. six week six and then the packers game uh, against the bears then or it could be the Ravens slightly later. We just have to see how the availability actually works. Or let us know mm-hmm. if you've got a preference yeah, for the Bears know, yeah. um, or Ravens games. But uh, I think that's all the housekeeping for uh, this time around. Just 1919 yeah. Club, a quick update then, Boyd Dowler. Yeah, 1919 Club. So that's been open since uh, about Friday, 8 o'clock. Mm. Um, we've sold probably half the tickets already. So yeah. uh, it is going quick. Um, so if you if you fancy some tickets on that one. Oh, wow, that was weird. Sorry. I just got cramp. Sorry, so that's why I'm nearly <laughs> screamed. Um, it's all right. I'll carry on because I'm a trooper. Uh, so if uh, if you want to be involved, get involved quick. Uh, it's £4 a ticket. Uh, you've got a Boyd Dowler uh, stat jersey, which are brilliant. I don't know if any of you have seen 
seen the pictures of the the Herb Adderley one that I've got right here, but um, they really are nice. Mm. And then we've got a Geronimo Allison signed photo, and we've also got a Johnny Gray signed photo, uh, which are good. Um, so they're brilliant. And we've got more stuff for coming up, uh, coming over the pond. We've got a Paul Horning jersey coming up very soon, which is going to be pretty sweet. Mm. And, uh, yeah. And then uh, we've got a very special helmet on the way, and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I think, <laughs> actually, Ryan, will we will we go big or go home for the next one? Uh, it depends, doesn't it? Paul Horning's one of the biggest names in the game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this yeah. other player, though, is... the other. This other player, yeah. yeah. So if, if you know what... I don't know, how many clues do you give? We can't I'm really with this. Rubbish with, I'm pretty oh. rubbish with clues, you see, because I give out a clue and then I basically go, it's that. And they go, yeah, it was meant to be a clue. And I go, uh, yeah. So in my head, it's really clever. And then someone goes, so it's that then. Yeah. So, but send us in your suggestions of who you think it is, maybe. Hit us up on Twitter, DM us, you know. And we might say send you back an eggplant emoji if you get it right. Sure. Yeah, do it. Because we're in that type of mood. But anyway, uh, it's been great. We'll catch up with which is again next week. So from myself at DDDNFL on Twitter, and of course follow the group at UK Packers. And in fact, follow me old buddy, me own pal at Ryan Peacock NFL, and, and get it done. You're back on Twitter, Ryan? Eh? Yeah, gonna give it another go. Alright. Yeah. Getting, you're getting too many D picks, were you? <laughs> yeah, too, too many picks from guys. Yeah. So yeah, it was it's weird. The beard. It's the beard. So uh, see you next week. Bye.